All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is, uh, I'm good, honey. Hello. This is uh, my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are wondering, who's this lady on the internet or who's this voice that I'm hearing in the podcast, uh, I am Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I am the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like making sure that you have your articles of incorporation, making sure that you are registered with the state, making sure you have EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have contract templates for clients and partners, making sure you have hiring strategies for, uh, f- um, for, for employees so you don't get sued for discrimination and brand protection strategies so that people don't steal your ideas. I help you do all of these things. If you are wondering why I'm qualified to help you do all of these things, uh, I am a licensed attorney. I have been one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas, and if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it, so that's why I'm here, okay? So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you need to know, you know, what are the steps that I need to do to make my business legitimate? You know, how do I make sure people don't steal my business ideas? Where do I even start? I've got this idea, but I've got nowhere to start. I want you to come talk to me, okay? If you're a first-time client, you can book a free 15-minute consultation at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Hey, Shonda. Uh, You can also, at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, download the free Biz Lunch Cheat Sheet that will help you choose and start your business in seven days or less. At Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. So if you ever miss a live broadcast, you can um, watch and catch up at your leisure. At Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you can also find many of my digital products like my ebooks and video trainings. This month we are focusing on contracts. So right now if you go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you will find a link to the contracts ebook and um, contract checklist uh, for $9.97. As well, you will find the link to my operating agreement training. Um, hey, 76 Grim K, the, an operating agreement is basically a contract between you and your business that you're starting, Okay. Um, so there's a lot at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Last but not least, that's where you can get your show merch, like this lovely mug that we have here this evening that I'll be, you know, sipping from. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We also have t-shirts. I don't have one on tonight, but um, if you look at any of my other videos, you'll see them in there. They are amazing quality. They were designed by myself and another watcher of the show, uh, Nessie Time, um, and they are a love letter to you my faithful NPL, uh, legal dishers. Okay. Um, but yeah, but that is enough about uh, the business side. Let's get to why y'all are here. Just in case somebody is new, I'm going to explain how the show works. Uh, we pull stories from the news stories from, um, blog sites, stories that you guys send me. Um, and we choose the ones that have, um, you do. Yeah. Grab them girl. Um, we choose the ones that have 
lessons that we can learn as business owners and we talk about them, okay? So this is a time for you to get involved. Don't be shy. Give me your, uh, you know, I want your opinions. I want your questions. I want your comments as long as they're respectful. That's all I ask, okay? Um, yeah, so, and I will be asking you questions. I'm going to be asking you to put stuff in the comment box. So as long as you are not driving, <laughs> hey, Cheryl, you know, please participate in the conversation because the show is just so much more fun when y'all participate, okay? All right, so before, um, so that is how the show works. So now let's get started. Before we even get into our stories, we are doing our NPL Nuggets. If you have been watching since the top of the year, you know that I've implemented this new segment where um, at the beginning of the show or sometimes at the end, I um, do a quick lesson on a business formation topic that you need to know about. Okay. Um, so this month, who can tell me what we have been talking about all month, the month of April, what is the topic that we have been focusing on? Can anybody tell me? I know we started late because, uh, you know, beginning of April, I was on vacation and stuff, but can anybody tell me the topic that we have been covering for the month of April? At least one of y'all, because I've seen... Yes, thank you, Cheryl. We have been covering contracts. Thank you, 76th grade. We have been covering contracts, right? So last week, we defined what a contract was. We talked about um, the different parts of the contract that you need to make sure that your contract is viable, offer acceptance and consideration. And we also talked about... Thank you, Shonda. And we also talked about who can illegally enter into a contract. We talked about legal capacity, the fact that you have to be at least 18, the fact that you need to be of sound mind. So that means you can't be, you know, um, mentally impaired either through a, 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 you know, a, a medical condition or under the influence of alcohol or drugs. And we also said that you have to be signing of your own free will, right? So this week we started talking about the different types of contracts that you need as you grow as a business. On Monday, we talked about um, service agreements, particularly for my friends out here who make custom items, um, my designers, you know, um, you want to make sure that you have your service agreements ready so your clients know exactly what to expect in working from you, right? If you um, missed any of that, make sure that you go back and rewatch um, the last four episodes, okay? But we are moving on. We're talking about two different types of agreements tonight in our NPL Nuggets. We're talking about non-disclosure agreements and we're talking about joint ventures, okay? So first, non-disclosure agreements. A lot of you, you hear about NDAs, 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 non-disclosure agreements, but what are they? A non-disclosure agreement is a legal document that says that you can't tell my business, okay? It's, um, it is a document that helps to protect, um, helps protect you, particularly if you have an idea that's not out there in the public yet so that people don't take your idea and steal it. We've actually had a couple of cases on this show where companies have sued other companies because they violated non-disclosure agreements and, and, you know, use their information and these companies want a lot of money. The one that comes to mind for me is, uh, I want to say about a year ago, um, L'Oreal, one of the biggest cosmetics companies in the world, they, um, were in talks with a small company called Olaplex. Um, they were going back and forth. 
Olaplex had L'Oreal sign an NDA. You know, talks happen. L'Oreal's like, you know, we don't want to do this no more. And then all of a sudden, L'Oreal comes out with a product that is almost exactly like, you know, Olaplex's. And Olaplex had showed them all of their, you know, trade secrets, everything. So Olaplex, this little tiny company, sued L'Oreal and it ended up getting, I want to say somewhere between, it was either $10 million or $100 million. They got several million dollars because L'Oreal violated their non-disclosure agreement. So non-disclosure agreements, they are very important. They are very helpful. They can get you money. It is a legal document that says, don't talk about my business or you are going to give me money. Okay. Hello, Pam's pretty eyes. So that is one document that particularly if you are, if you have a new business idea that you're like, nobody else has this and this is, or, or you have something that you invented, right? Let's say you invented something, but you can't necessarily create it because you don't have that skill and you have to hire out to, you know, a, a builder of some sort to put it together. You would have them sign a non-disclosure agreement so they don't then take your design and then go sell it, right? So um, non-disclosure agreements, they, they can be very helpful. And when you're in talks with different companies, a lot of times you um, they're gonna, they may want you to sign non-disclosure agreements as well. So understand the power of a non-disclosure agreement and what it does. It says that you can't tell somebody's business or they can't tell your business. And if you do, you can get sued. Okay. All right. So that's the first one that we're talking about tonight. If you understand non-disclosure agreements after that, please put NDA in the comments. Please put NDA in the comments. If you understand my quick lesson on, on non-disclosure agreements. If you need a non-disclosure agreement for your business idea, hit me up. I'm going to hook you up with one. Um, you know, that's what I do, okay? So if you understand NDAs, please give me an NDA in the comments. Non-disclosure agreement. Thank you for all of the NDAs. Awesome. So now we're moving on to the second one that we're talking about. Joint venture, okay? A joint venture agreement. Now, thank you for all the NDAs. Now, when you're in business, you're not necessarily um, always going to be on your own, but you're not necessarily always going to be working with people, right? Um, Sometimes you're going to have short-term business opportunities with people. And even in those short-term business opportunities, you need to have a contract between the two of you as business entities so you know exactly what is expected of you. This agreement is called a joint venture agreement. In the joint venture agreement, you say, hey, we are coming together for this purpose. We are going to be together for this long. These are our duties. This is what we're going to do. This is how much money each party is putting in. This is how much money we're going to get out. This is how we're going to take care of any debts occurring from this project that we are working together in, right? Hey, Nessie time. So a joint venture agreement, it's like a partnership agreement, but it can be, it, it's, it pretty much has, has a termination date depending on what you're doing because you know, I, I'm not, so there, there is, um, someone that I collaborate with a lot. Her name is Shara Gibson, right? We've done a couple of programs together. And when we do them, as much as we like each other as people and we trust each other and we know that each person is trustworthy, we always sign a joint venture agreement between the both of us so that we have all of our duties on paper and we, you know, have all of the roles on paper so we know what is expected from one another. So that way there's no argument. We know what's happening. All right. 
So that is another important agreement that you're going to want to have in your arsenal as a business owner, um, a joint venture agreement, okay, particularly those of you who collaborate a lot. So um, just to quick sum up, we just def- um, talk, defined non-disclosure agreements and joint ventures. If you missed any of that, you know, you can watch the replay, um, but we are going to move on to our stories now, okay? Um, actually, no, before we move on to the stories, if you understand joint venture, please give me a JV in the comments. If you understand joint venture agreements, please give me a JV in the comments. All right. Okay. Um, and while we wait for that, so we are going to start on our stories momentarily. Thank you, 76 Grimke, for the JV. Thank you, Cheryl, for the JV. Thank you, Zephyrina, for the JV. All right. We understand. Yes. I love it when we all get it together. <laughs> Thank you for all the JV's friends. All right. All right. Let's get started on our stories then for the night. Um, okay. Um, so our first story of the evening. Uh, last year, a little more than a year ago, we, uh, you know, tragically lost a great um, athlete, Kobe Bryant, he um, died in a plane crash with his daughter and several other people. Um, and, you know, while it's been a year, his uh, his family that's still here, they are still, you know, picking up and, and putting together the pieces of life after Kobe and, you know, what that's going to look like, right? Now, if you did not know, um, Kobe had a, a, um, a, an endorsement deal with Nike for several years and it was, um, the, the end date, the end date for this deal was come, um, basically has passed. Uh, and Kobe Bryant's wife and Kobe Bryant's estate, they have decided that they no longer want to partner with Nike for this endorsement deal. So Kobe's estate, Kobe, there, there is no longer anything, any business association currently between Kobe's estate and um, Nike, right? But people are like, well, okay, so wh- what is Vanessa going to do? Is she just not going to, you know, do anything with Kobe's name? That that That's not smart. You know, one would eat, could say that, you know, Kobe's name is even more valuable now that, you know, unfortunately that he's gone, right? Well, Vanessa Bryant and Kobe's estate, they are, they are not, you know, being wasteful. They're not being lazy. Apparently, you know, they want to make their own path in the world when it comes to merchandising, particularly for footwear. Um, so we've talked about this before. There have been several trademarks filed since Kobe's death for Mamba and Mambasita and different designs and things like that, right? And one of the things that they have filed, uh, the trademark for Mamba for is for footwear. So, um, it is not, you know, out of the realm of possibilities that Kobe's estate might come out with, you know, their own Kobe shoe. Now, I'm not, you know, if you're not a sneakerhead, I understand. But if you know someone who would be interested in, 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 you know, copying the very first Mamba shoe from Kobe Bryant's estate, just give me 
a basketball emoji in the comments, right? Because we know that so many people loved Kobe. And, you know, even, you know, through his death, people, people still, you know, they're inspired by him, you know, and they look up to him, particularly if you are a basketball person. So if you know someone in your life who, you know, loves Kobe Bryant as a player or even, you know, his personality, and you think that they would be interested in a Kobe Bryant Mamba shoe, give me a basketball emoji. I've got a basketball emoji from Nessie time right now. Nessie time, who in your life would buy a Kobe shoe? Now, y'all know, I don't, I don't spend hundreds of dollars on sneakers. That is just not my ministry. Um, but you know, cool, cool beans for them. Um, also, thank you, Zephyrina. Also, uh, 76 Grimgrave said, nah, I don't know anyone. Also, besides, um, footwear, apparently, um, this Mamba line is going to focus a lot on children. So children's products and children's clothing. And it is, um, from the articles that I read, it seems like that was one of the reasons why, um, Vanessa Bryant and Kobe's estate, they split with Nike. They wanted more children's stuff and, um, and, and Nike was like, well, that's not our demographic. Uh, you know, we're not really focusing on children. So, um, Vanessa Bryant and, and Kobe's estate, they, you know, they're going to be doing their own thing. So, um, that's attempts at daughters and friends. So we've got a couple people here who, who, you know, who might be interested in the air mambas. I'm sure they're not going to call them the air mambas, but you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, this is why, um, this is how you can kind of find out what your favorite brands are doing sometime. If you can, if you, if you ever get bored and you're a nerd like me and you go look, look them up on the USPTO, you can find the trademarks that they filed and what, what categories they filed. So you can see what they're thinking about coming out with next. I just thought that, um, that was cool. And, you know, um, condolences of course to Kobe's family, and, you know, I, I, I commend his widow for, you know, being able, even being able to manage all of this. Yes, she has money. Yes, she has help. But this is still a, a very large, you know, mental um, and emotional and even physical, you know, thing to move on from uh, and, and putting the pieces back together and having the presence of mind to be able to make these deals. So, you know, good luck to her. Okay. All right. Next story that we are talking about tonight, if you use Pinterest, if you use Pinterest, please, hi Lush Paper Collection, if you use Pinterest, please give me a P in the comments. If you use Pinterest, please give me a P, yes it is tragic, Zephyrina, please give me a P in the comments, okay? Um, I've tried to get into Pinterest, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's not my thing. Um, I know for, for you, for you guys who are really like into decorating and DIY projects, um, you guys use it a lot. I just don't get Pinterest. Um, Cheryl gave me a P. Shonda gave me a P. Okay. Um, 76 Grimcase said sometimes like I have a Pinterest account, but I think I have like two posts on there, um, from like two years ago. <laughs> I, I don't get Pinterest. Um, but okay. Um, Pinterest is, uh, Seferina said P, I kind of just learned how to use it. Good for you. Maybe you could teach me one day. 
Um, but Pinterest, you know, it's a great place to find ideas and projects and things like that. But one of the issues that users of Pinterest have had up until recently is that it was very easy to lose control of your creations. So because Pinterest is, you know, a, a platform where people, you know, they copy things to their board and they forward and things like that, even if you have watermarks over time, it became um, very hard to track where your work was going, right? Um, but Pinterest is trying to uh, preserve the rights of creators on Pinterest uh, so that, you know, they don't feel so so um, scared about putting their work up on the platform, right? So Pinterest now has what they're calling a content-claiming portal. Um, at this portal, you can fill out an application for a copyright claim. So if you see somebody out here, you know, putting your work out there and you haven't given them permission, you can go to this website and fill out this application for a copyright claim. And then once they, you know, receive your application and, and it's approved, you can upload the original work that you're saying has been infringed upon and, you know, tell Pinterest how you want them to proceed, you know, in enforcing your rights, whether you want them to take it down, whether you want them there to be a claim, whatever it is that you want, you can do that. So I think this is, this is a really smart move by Pinterest because we know that intellectual property, it's getting more and more, you know, important in these days and times. And it particularly on a platform like Pinterest, where it's all about creativity and ideas, right? You want to be able to protect that because people are sending these ideas all over the place. And if you come up with a million dollar idea, you want to be credited for it. So Pinterest, they have heard the cries of their creators and they're like, look, we, we have created something for you so that you can, you know, claim the rights to your creations because we want you to stay here on Pinterest. We don't want you to feel like you're dropping your work in a black hole, right? So um, for my people who said that they do use Pinterest, does this content claiming portal, does this portal where you can basically fill out an application and say, hey, somebody's using my work, does that make you want to use Pinterest more? Does it, um, does it make Pinterest more attractive to you? Is that something that you're going to look into as you, as you continue with Pinterest? Let me know what that, you know, what does that mean for you as a Pinterest user? I told y'all I don't really get Pinterest. I've used it maybe once or twice. So while I think that's interesting, it doesn't necessarily mean anything to me because I don't use the app. But if you're someone who's on Pinterest all the time and you're creating, what does that mean for you? What does that mean for you? What does that mean for you? Hey, hey. What does it mean for you? Let me know. I want to know. What does it mean to you, my friend? And I'm going to sing to y'all. Don't worry about me. <laughs> 76 Grimkay said, I don't post. I just watch. Okay. That's cool. So, so it doesn't really affect you. All right. That's cool. Anybody else? Anybody? Anybody? Does, does this change your opinion of it one way or the other? 76 Grimkay said it doesn't affect her because she, you know, she just mostly watches. She doesn't really create on there. I mean, if, if it's the same for you guys, it's fine as well. I just want to know as someone who isn't a user of Pinterest, 
does this, you know, is, is, is this a draw for you? Um, Cheryl said, I just go to get ideas. Okay. So Cheryl uses it to get ideas. Well, now you're, it's going to be easier to track who got the ideas so you can see, oh, maybe they have something else I, I'll like. Um, Zephyrina said, I feel it brings more accountability. Definitely. Do y'all remember, um, how many of y'all remember B. Simone? She came out with a book, um, about maybe like a, less than a year ago. And then they found out that she basically ripped half of it off from Pinterest and like, you know, just put it together in, in a workbook type thing. Um, that probably wouldn't have happened if she had, if there were copyright claims on Pinterest. Shonda said the same. Okay. So you go on there to get ideas right? Okay. But yeah, I do think it's going to bring way more accountability. Uh, but yeah, if you remember the B. Simone story, give me a B in the comments. If you remember the B. Simone story, give me a B in the comments because it's things like that that people want to prevent. B. Simone came out with a whole book that, um, her team, you know, basically just ripped off a bunch of stuff from Pinterest. All right. Okay. So, um, thank you, 76 Grimke. All right, so, uh, and thank you, Shonda. Okay, yeah, so, so you guys know what I'm talking about. So before we move on to our last story of the evening, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday, um, uh, live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. I was not on last night, so we will be having a show tomorrow night. Um, for those of you who are not on Monday, I got my second dose of the COVID vaccine and, you know, sometimes it has side effects and my side effect was, I was feeling really achy and tired. So I wasn't at my best. So I did not do the show. All right. Um, but also, uh, why I do this show is because I believe that, uh, business and legal concepts should be accessible to everybody. Those who have business ideas, we are a country, we say that we are a country built on small business, yet we do not teach our average citizen how to open a business, right? So that's what I do. So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you want some help, please go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm and book your free 15 minute consultation today. All right. Okay. Moving on to our final story of the evening. Football fans, please give me your football emojis. Football fans, please give me your football emojis. And if you're a Ravens fan, give me an R. The Baltimore Ravens. Okay? While you do that, I'm going to uh, catch you up on this story here. So, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, I believe their quarterback, um, Lamar Jackson, we've talked about him a couple times on this show. Uh, he is in a little bit of, well, a tad bit of hot water. Thank you, 76 Grim Grey. You know who Lamar Jackson is, 76 Grim Grey? Um, now, we've had several stories on this show. I told you guys that uh, photographers suing celebrities for uh, copyright infringement has become basically a second source of income. Um, thank you, Zephyrina. Uh, it, it, it's happened to almost everybody from J-Lo to Nicki Minaj to Ariana Grande to whoever you could think, celebrities and, you know, people and, and, and celebrities and, and rich people, they're always being sued by photographers. You like LJ? Okay. For copyright infringement, because, uh, they, they'll post photos that the photographer put, you know, t took of them. And there's this ongoing debate between, you know, these people who are being sued and the photographer's don't I have a right in that picture because it's a picture of me, 
right? So we have another story of this concerning uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is being sued by a photographer by the name of Richard Barnes. He says that, um, Richard Barnes says that he took pictures of Lamar Jackson on September 9th, 2016 at a game between Louisville and Syracuse. I'm assuming this was when Lamar Jackson was, um, still a, a college football player. Um, the, the photo was, the photos were sold to news outlets and they had Mr. Barnes's watermark on the bottom. The, uh, the article that I read did not say that he has an official copyright. Um, it did not say that he has a registered copyright. It said that he sold the picture to outlets and there's a watermark on it, right? Um, he is suing Lamar Jackson for copyright infringement. He is saying that, uh, Lamar and his people copied, published, displayed, distributed, modified, and created derivative works of his pics and posted them on social media, YouTube, and even a merchandise site. So in plain English, Richard Barnes said, Lamar Jackson took my picture. Not only did he post it on his IG page, he posted video clips on his YouTube, and he took my pictures, made merchandise of them, and is selling them on his website, right? On top of that, apparently someone in Lamar Jackson's team filed uh, for a trademark for, um, for using Richard Barnes's picture, but they kind of altered it a little, um, to use for bags and apparel. So now Lamar Jackson, he is being sold, uh, sold, sued by Richard Barnes. Okay. Now, now that we hear all these facts, Richard Barnes, he is a photographer. He took these pictures. He sold them to news outlets and he even had his watermark on them. Lamar Jackson saw these pictures, liked them, him and his team, they posted it on social media, posted it on YouTube, and then they, and they took the images and made merch out of them. Is Lamar Jackson in the wrong here? Is Richard Barnes, does he have a credible case? Should Lamar Jackson be able to do all of these things because this, uh, because Richard Barnes, without Lamar Jackson, there is no picture right? So who do you think is in the, who do you think is right here? Who do you think is wrong, right? There's no dispute that Richard Barnes took the pictures, but the pictures are of Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson wasn't there, what are you going to do, Richard? But Richard did sell the pictures to news outlets and he does have his watermark on there, right? And we know that there are some inherent copyrights. While you cannot necessarily sue without a legal copyright, there are some inherent copyright rights that you have, right? Uh, 76 Grimkay said, I'm Team LJ. Even though they're trying to take this man's photo and trademark it to sell for their own merchandise, you're still Team LJ? Um, Zephyrina said, I'm confused. Did Lamar pay to get his t picture taken? No, Zephyrina. Richard Barnes was a photographer who was at the game and took pictures of Lamar. Now, he's, he, he is a photographer. He had his credentials. But no, he did not get, Lamar did not pay him to take these pictures. He was a photographer who was at the game. This is what he does for a living, right? Does that change, um, does that affect anything for you, Zephyrina? So what do you think here? Um, 76 Grimcase, she said she is team Lamar Jackson. Let him, you know, let him do what he wants with those pictures. 
Um, does anybody feel like Richard Barnes has some right since he was the one who actually took these pictures and they were sold to an outlet? Does he have any rights in these pictures of Lamar Jackson? Shonda said, I'm team Lamar. Okay. So you guys are like, whatever, Richard, I don't care if you took these photos without Lamar. It ain't no photo. So what are you going to do? Hi, yo, Rooks. Um, 76 Grimcrest said, yes. <laughs> okay. All right, so we seem to be Team Lamar over here. Uh, for me, all right, I'm Team Lamar with an asterisk. I understand. Um, I understand uh, why uh, Richard is a bit upset because you know he did take these pictures. Maybe he has a little bit of stake in the photos. But um, but again, these are pictures of Lamar. If Lamar wasn't here, you wouldn't have any pictures. Um, Nessie Time said, Lamar is, should have done his homework and at least tried to buy the rights. Uh, Nessie Time, are you saying Lamar is right or wrong? Zephyrina said, oh, okay, it was public. I would think Lamar would have some rights, but I know nothing about this stuff. Yeah, um, this is, like I said, this is becoming a trend of photographers suing celebrities for copyright infringement. Um, and, um, some, some celebrities are fighting back. And some of them are just, you know, they'll, they'll pay like ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 just to make it go away. Uh, Shonda said, is it the same as paparazzi? Basically, yeah, it is like paparazzi. It is like paparazzi, Shonda. Very good. So, most of you guys seem to be on Lamar's, um, on Lamar's side. I am mostly on Lamar's side with an asterisk. I do think that Richard Barnes, you know, he did use his expertise and, you know, his skills as a photographer to take these photos. I know if I took the photo, they wouldn't look that good because, you know, all I got is my iPhone. Richard probably has all those expensive lenses. Photography equipment isn't cheap, right? So he's like, you know, I I used my skills to take these amazing photos. I I have rights to them. Um, But So I understand where he's coming from, but I also feel like, you know, without Lamar, there is no photo. So I don't know, right? We'll have to wait and see what happens with this. Okay. All right. So those were the stories that I wanted to share with you this evening. Um, we have a few minutes. (laughs) We have a few minutes. If you want to ask some questions, I will give you time to get those questions in. Um, I'm going to start doing, you know, the closeout and when I'm done with the closeout, whatever questions we have, I will answer before we end for the night. Okay. Um, so I want to thank you guys who, uh, who were here with me live. I want to thank you guys who watched the replay. Um, those of you who are here with me live, you know, I love it when you guys participate, you make this fun, you make it exciting. Thank you so much. Um, we will be here tomorrow night, Thursday with more stories because I was not here Tuesday night. Make sure that you are booking your one-on-one sessions, okay? Uh, make sure that you get your show merch. Make sure that you are downloaded the free Biz Launch Cheat Sheet because that puts you on my email list um, so that you can get my weekly emails. Thank you, Zephyrine. I feel much better today. Hey, Evelyn, we're about to end all. Um, what else uh, do I want to tell you guys? Yes, as, as, um, if you missed the NPL Nuggets on the contracts, make sure you go back and watch the beginning of the show. Um, what else? I think that's all that I have for you guys tonight. Again, we'll be back tomorrow. Um, I want you guys to take care of yourselves. Um, be, you know, relax when you need to take your vitamins, exercise, eat right, uh, you know, we're going to make it through this, y'all. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Even though I was down for the count yesterday, I feel so good yes, so good today. 
I'm glad that, you know, I'm vaccinated. I can go see my family when I want to and not worry about spreading COVID and germs and cooties all over them. <laughs> all right. So um, take care of yourselves. Have a good night. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Oh, wait. We got a question before we end. Nessie Time said, if someone opens a new branch to their business, should they turn the main? I think you got cut off, my dear. I'm going to wait for you to finish. See, Nessie got it in just in time. Um, should they turn the main business into an S or a C Corp? All right, so the difference between an S Corp and a C Corp. The S Corp, it limits the amount of investors that you can have in your business, but it also um, lowers your tax liability. Um, a C Corp gets taxed twice. I don't know the ins and outs of taxes when it, you know, in regards to that, because that's more of a tax question. So I would say talk to a CPA or an accountant. Um, go check out either King Tax Services 18 on Instagram or um, Miss Business 101 on Instagram, okay? Because they're going to be able to give you some, uh, you know, better information than I can. Because S corps and C corps, it's it's a design, it's it's a tax difference. All right. Okay. So yes. So this is where I leave you tonight, my dears. Um, I will be here tomorrow. Hope you are too. Uh, yes. Have a good night and uh, I love you. <laughs> Bye.